Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book Two, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. Who's playing with me today? Oh, yeah. My name is Robert <laughs> Leahy. I use he, him pronouns. And I'm playing Zindor Rednyaks. Oh, he uses yeah. he, him pronouns. <laughs> My name is Bianca Phipps. Yeah. <laughs> I use they, them pronouns. And I'm playing Hart. Who also uses they, them pronouns. Yes. Pronouns. And my name is Carlos Omendo. I use him pronouns. And I play Rain Slime Hall Winter, who uses she, her pronouns. You know, I'd actually really love if wrestlers introduced themselves with their pronouns. Could you fucking imagine? I don't want to misgender you. Well, I'm trash talking you. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm Jules. I'll be your void master this evening, and I use they, them pronouns. Um, it got kind of hot, and it got kind of heavy last episode. Let's break it all mm-hmm. down for those of you that... um. I mean, I'd probably listen to it, right? I don't know. Just skip this. Skip to it. Skip to it. Listen, this should not be your be. first episode. Let me tell you right now. But just in case. <laughs> Go back. Here's what happened last time. Last time on The Pot Has Been Cast. Having saved Durgan, Reg, Shale, and the crew of the Gobbler from certain gobbling by Planet Mimic, our exhausted trio was met with the foreboding news that the ship's AI core was on the fritz. We filled the dwarves in on the general galactic computer crisis and insisted that this seemingly innocuous glitch was nothing to be trifled with. Our anxieties were confirmed when a particularly sus Gabi hologram revealed itself to be antithesis and threatened to use the ship's life support systems against us if we tried to intervene. With a blast door between us and the occupied core, we scrambled for a solution, but our attempts to troubleshoot were in vain until Hart and Rain 1-2 punched their way in there and cleansed the system. However, before we eradicated the malevolent entity, it took Cobalt down with it via their cybernetic eye. I'm not sure if we had handled things any better they would have turned out differently. It feels like our margin for error lately is getting gravely slim. We start with a series of vignettes. We see um, the crew carefully wrapping a black sheet around cobalt um assembling in the uh, cargo hold large massive cargo hold uh made to fit countless minerals and gems mined from the many asteroids of the void um now relatively empty save for the crew all dressed in their uniforms as they um send cobalt off on one last void walk into the void um we see a pod rocket out into the silence of space, as is custom on the Gobbler. And we cut ahead to the three of you in a large conference room near the head of the ship, um, and Meteor, who sort of is just like kind of steadying himself by leaning against the window, looking out into the darkness, and says... 
kill me again. How could this happen? We were under attack, just like we thought, and our suspicions of how this ship wound up in the situation it wound up in were confirmed. Cobalt was compromised. Their cybernetics were infected by antithesis. And when push came to shove, they, well, succumbed to it. Who, who can I hurt? A, a computer program. A computer program is responsible for taking, for taking my sister. How do I hate that? How do I hurt that? It's nothing. You fight back with the rest of us. We've all suffered a lot of loss. It's not just a computer program that we're up against. There are factions involved. There's Hal and Harper and Sons and the enemy. We fight together against the enemy. I need to return the gobbler to the stone. But after that, you can count on my support in this war. Even if it means I have to wipe every last human off the face of the void. I swear this. I tuck Rain yeah, behind me. I'm hiding. <laughs> <laughs> um, he like turns to exit. Give me a name. Just someone I can hold responsible. Antithesis. <laughs> it's not enough. And uh, he exits. Um, you all still really haven't had an opportunity to get any rest, uh, but your ship has like sort of taxied itself alongside um, the gobbler. You can start making the transition, you and your friends, over to your own ship if you'd like. Um, but it's been a whirlwind. Actually, you know what, Rain? I also want you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. I got 24. Nice. Rain, I don't know what you're going on. <laughs> like, maybe you're just, just <laughs> yeah. like, pure, like, just energy pure drinks, pure hype. But, <laughs> like, you are, you are, you know, like, when you are in that stage of, I definitely need to be asleep, but you're still, like, hyper-focused. That's kind of where you are mm -hmm. right now. Like, when this catches up to you, and it will, it's gonna hurt. I might sleep for two days, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Like, it'll be one of those. Um... But yeah, I think like a, a, something I've been thinking about lately that I want to pose to the group is I say, you know, lately we've been really responsible for large groups of people. And I'm finding that a lot of these decisions that we have to make are a lot tougher considering how many people we have to take care of. Like in this situation, it, it really felt like it was a real, I don't know, it felt like everyone's lives were in our hands. And I feel like that happens a lot whenever we're working with big crews. I don't know if maybe there might be an opportunity for us to sort of dig in on our own. I'm feeling a little scared lately being responsible for all these people's lives. Affirmative. It is a large burden to bear. We just can't lose sight of hope. 
We can't stop fighting. There are a lot of people counting on us, Rain. And maybe one thing we can take some solace in every time we get in, get ourselves into these situations and somehow keep getting ourselves out of them and, and further down the line and closer to our enemy, it's that we're bringing people together. And each time we face this enemy, we're facing less and less resistance from our allies. I get the feeling that we don't have to do much more convincing in getting people on our side. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hope that we can help unite these people towards the common enemy, which is antithesis. Um, I'm just so tired. <laughs> We're all tired. We're all tired, Rain, but if there's one thing that we can do, it's meet the moment. We can get some rest, get our heads on straight, reconfigure our attack, and plant our feet and keep pushing. Yeah. We've Thanks, got each guys. other. Yeah. Affirmative. How does the party proceed? We need to get to bed, I think, is the big, yeah. Yeah. is the big, I think, it's like... It's night time. Heart will help with the transfer of Shale and Durgan, I'm assuming, onto the Star Corsair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a great place to start. And cool. then mm-hmm. I think my pitch is that we sleep and then debrief. And I, yeah, absolutely. I think in one more small act of diplomacy, I will also uh, try to extend the offer to Reg mm. to come over to the Corsair and be instated as our lead pilot. Oh my god, Ratsnatch is not going to like the sound of that. Oh, <laughs> oh Ratsnatch uh, smelled up that bathroom. <laughs> um, all right, you all move down to the med bay. Um, uh, Durgan's kind of up and about. Seems, uh, uh, roll an inside check actually for me. I think this will be for Xandar specifically. Okay, and I'm still exhausted, right? Yeah, yeah, you are. Y'all need Oof. to take a break, yeah. Mm. All right, well, that's going to be a 14. Um, Sort of like, you know, the first time you kind of see your parents get old, right? Like when you f- first like kind of notice, oh, they're not quite as strong as I used to remember them. That's kind of how you see Durgan now. Just like the, it seems like a little bit of fight has kind of got up out of him as he's like sort of picking himself up um you know he's still sort of like using his mechanical arm to cradle his other arm um he's got like a bunch of bandages kind of wrapped around his head i'm um, just sort of muttering to himself as um, he's getting ready to be transferred over to the corsair um shale is up and about i'm doing um a bit better as well um sort of like lights up when you come into the room Xandar. i missed you I missed you more than I could say. You know, I spent I spent a lot of time guarding that uh, that pod you were in, but I figured you would want me out here doing good, and then I ended up getting eaten by a planet. So, sorry. You you did great, and I'm just glad we were able to get there in time. I do want to mention to you that uh, people been saying, no pun intended, that you've sort of been losing your marbles. 
Yeah, yeah, I... I think some of it was the planet. Uh, but... I just... I haven't been on Earth in quite some time. Solid Earth. I don't know what your heading is, but, Xandar, I have to go back to the stone. At least for a little while. I think that's best. I really care about you, and that's made itself pretty clear as I've made a couple of rash decisions trying to get you back. I care about you a lot too, Xandar. When I go back, I'm gonna change. But... How How do you mean? I mean, I've sort of exhausted this body. I'm gonna need to return to the Earth. I might be a mountain for a while, or maybe just like a puddle of mud or a volcano or something. But if you ever come back to the stone, I want you to know I'll be there. And who knows, one day maybe I'll be shale again. But I'm out of time. What I want for you is to be in your healthiest form possible. And no matter what that form is, I'll always admire it. <laughs> Just do me a favor and save the world, okay? God damn it, I'm trying. <laughs> I know. You can only do your best, Sandar. I'll see you. Let's let's stay close. At least for the return journey. Yeah. I'd like that. And he sort of leans in to kiss you. Yeah, I'll um, sort of without any hesitation or awkwardness at all, sort of accept that. <laughs> um, Durgan sort of like snorts <laughs> and uh, uh, like sort of like flops into a wheelchair and you see a couple of dwarves. It takes a couple of dwarves to push Durgan. Um, start like sure. moving him out of the uh, room. Uh, Norg uh, approaches you, Hart, and Rain, who I think we're kind of giving Xandar a bit of privacy. For sure. As he talked to Shale, um, approaches and says, uh, um, there's something, uh, I'm head of R&D now, um, which I don't really want, but I think maybe I can live up to, uh, Cobalt's memory as best I can. Uh, anyway, uh, there's something I, I wanted to show you. I already brought this to the captain, but obviously he's got other things on his mind. And I think it kind of like glances over to Xandar, concerns your group. Sure. I mean, so it's like typing on a, a computer during the um, incident just a while ago when a captain called everyone to evacuate to the escape pods. Uh, one escape pod discharged. And, um, well, you should just take a look. And he um, pulls up a camera feed and you see a person sort of wrapped in shrouds um, carrying like a big bundle kind of in their arms, like moving towards an escape pod, loads the bundle into it. And like as the alert kind of goes off for the evac, they kind of turn to look. And as they turn, you see the face of a gith um, (gasps) on the camera that sort of then just hops into the pod, presses a few buttons and charges. Do you know where the escape pod was headed? Uh, we lost track of them. Likely towards Besteria. But 
this is gobble tech. They could get anywhere. Do we recognize the face? Um, I think you would. This is one of the gifts that you met down on Planet Mimic. <gasps> Those crazy motherfuckers made it on the ship. Mm. They followed <laughs> <Fuck>. us. <laughs> um, uh, that's, and they're probably headed to Bisteria. Jesus. That would be uh, the safest place closest by. Uh, in the confusion, we weren't really tracking it. We don't know how far they've gotten. Do you know what they took? Took? Oh, the thing that they were carrying? Uh, from what I've been able to pull from the security feeds, they brought that with them. I look at Rain. Um, another gith, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, it seems likely. Um, there's no way that we can, like, track any of this through the systems of the ship, right? Um, yeah, you could attempt it. Uh, so that sort of thing would be normally handled by the AI core, which is now sort of deactivated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was something that you would have to like sort of hard try to do um, is like connect to okay. where this thing went. Um, and I will also say, Xandar, you get a uh, calm alert from the Corsair. All right. I... Bring it online. Hey, it's Donnie. Donnie. Uh, oh my God, Donnie. It's so Donnie, nice to hear okay. from you. I love you, buddy. I love you so much. We're going through Is a lot. Donnie? It's Donnie. It's Donnie. <laughs> we all crowd around Donnie. the screen. Yeah, they all, they all love oh, to rush over Oh, sweet baby. Uh, I love you all too. I'm glad you're okay. Our boy. Hey, listen. Um, We've got a communication from Cassiopeia. Are you all headed back to the ship anytime soon? Yeah, on the double. All right. I think we need to get out of here. I'll tell you more when you get back on ship. I'm glad you're okay. Well, I'm you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, then I think the... I think the course of action is to return to the Corsair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll yeah, let's move. Keep track yeah. of the gith if we can, but I don't know if it is something we can do anything about at this time. Yeah. I think the, the least we can do is at least take that image and plaster its face all over the known void. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I could do that. Easy peasy. Oh, true. I mean, it's not like, um, you know, sort of gith sentiment has changed since we've been gone, I'm sure. Uh, that would be a, a good measure. Uh, sort of like a wanted poster. Right. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nord goes back to uh, work as uh, you all head to the Corsair. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, cool. Reg will meet you sort of like leaning on the um, kind of boarding dock way, uh, vaping, uh, blowing like uh, when uh, he exhales, it sort of turns into like a tiger that kind of runs around in the sky before it <laughs> sort Damn. of like dissipates. <laughs> He's gotten That's good so at that, cool. huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, he uh, <laughs> looks over at you and um, sort of says, <laughs> What cuck a doodle do? Three cucks for the price of one. 
It's the craziest thing. Reg, I think you staying here on the gobbler might put you into a bit of a cuck situation yourself. Uh, not put me in a what? Control. <laughs> Listen. They're, they're, Red Reggie. They're not going to let you fly this thing. Red Reggie can fly any ship Red Reggie wants to fly. Just so we're clear. Red Reggie chooses not to fly the gobbler. Well, if you want a little control, I'd like to offer you the position on our ship. Red Reggie is weighing Red Reggie's options, pausing for dramatic effect. Red Reggie will accept, but I don't want any nerd behavior on this ship. Understood? Negative. Cannot guarantee there will be no nerd behavior on the ship. Good to see you as always, robot. You as well. Psych. <laughs> I punch him in the arm for psyching on heart. Oh, uh, uh, rain, right? Yeah, you're Ronnie. <laughs> Cute. I punch him. Again. <laughs> you get two for free, and then I come like a train. Gross. <laughs> you weird. Chugga chugga. Choo choo, bitch. Um, choo choo, bitch. Get me on that ship. You all go on the ship. Um, uh, Donnie's sort of waiting for you unnecessarily at the door. Um, Not unnecessary. <laughs> I give him a hug. <laughs> yeah, Donnie actually hugs you all back. Um, and Good. It's like, I, you three have to stop doing that to me. Affirmative. Um, things have been fine. You haven't been gone that long. Um, I, I do want to talk to you about your sister clone. Uh, oh. Oh, right. Oh, my God. One of our orphans. Right. Of course. Yes. Uh, uh, what is she up to? She sort of insisted on making some changes to the ship. Uh, I find her difficult to control okay. and intimidating, but... um. <laughs> Classic. Sure. Uh, Cassiopeia. Uh, it seems um, she's been captured. What? What? Yeah. No, come on. <laughs> um, shall we? To Captain's quarters? Please. Affirmative. Yeah. Oh, really quick before we go, these changes that are happening, they're not like dangerous to the ship, right? Are they just like cool? Like uh, She's replaced the head of engineering. Uh, physically. Oh. Yeah. All right, we'll deal with that later. Let's go. <laughs> you know what? What's going on with Cassiopeia? <laughs> Triage. <laughs> um, let's go. Yeah, you guys get up to the captain's quarters. You haven't been up here in a while. Um, your bed is calling your name, Xandar, as you head up there. Um, <laughs> and I, like, walk past my room and, like, reach longingly <laughs> for it as I'm on my way to the captain's quarters. I love you, Xandar. Uh, Donnie, once you're all assembled. So I assume it's the three of you and Donnie. Is anybody else in this meeting? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think, uh, I want to send Reg to go meet Rat Snatch at least. Okay. Cause I feel like, um, they might make fast friends. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they might. <laughs> Damn, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Donnie plays a video, um, a message for the three of you. 
uh, you see it comes on a, a rain. I think you immediately sort of recognize the person speaking as uh, Artemis. Uh, you see a half-orc woman, um, sort of like long hair on one side, buzzed on the other, um, multiple like sort of mm-hmm. tattoos and um, piercings, uh, sitting at uh, kind of like what looks like a captain's chair on some sort of ship. This is a message for Slime and the uh, crew of the Corsair. I have something that belongs to you. I collected it by accident as I was retrieving another personal item of mine. If you um, want or need Cassiopeia, you can find her at these coordinates. Otherwise, I'll find a way to put her to work. That's all. Mm. At least you call me slime. That's pretty cool. Where are the coordinates? But this, yeah, do they pop up? Yeah, the coordinates do pop up, and you will find this location as I'm scrolling wildly. Me too. I'm scrolling wildly. Yeah, we're scrolling through the map. Where are the coordinates? Like really fast. Um, yeah, so so what I'm trying and failing to find right now is the map of the void that I made for y'all. Uh, but it exists in some form somewhere. Uh, this will be over at the um, Zodiac Gate, kind of in the no man's land of the uh, void. Uh, that area with that gate where no one has really been able to access yet. Nobody really knows where it goes. Um, it's also the suspected location of the Renegade fleet. Woof. I think two things right away. This sounds like a trap mm-hmm. and also it sounds like Artemis has the orb. Yeah. yeah. And there was no mention of there was no mention of Cast Cross. Unless we're to assume she has them both. Yeah. What, what, what did we have cast? We had we had do? the castes go to um, the Lords of Pleasure to investigate the sphere of annihilation, right? Correct. Oh, there you right. go. Yeah. There we go. Nice. Um. <laughs> Fuck. Well, we could at least take that as. Uh, and the name of this location, which I have now just found, is the Zodean Abyss. Ooh, Zodean Abyss. Abyss. Welcoming. Well, we can take that as a bit of a good sign. That I mean, I don't, I don't think that. Cass Cross was intentionally omitted from that, so it's possible she may have escaped. Affirmative. Yeah. I asked Donnie um, if there was like, were we able to confirm that this video came from the same place as the coordinates? Is there a way to to do that? A geotag? (laughs) Yeah, check the metadata. <laughs> sure, um, I could take a look. It's pretty heavily encrypted, but I'll get uh, Tanya on it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but you haven't heard from Cross? No, no, never. I hope we didn't get double crossed. I suppose uh-huh. it's possible. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Don't she was, we can um, still find humor. Only working for us under duress. Affirmative. Also an update on the prisoner situation on Dungeon? Yes. Um, The prisoners were successfully um, evacuated, and um, they are now in a 
freighter orbiting uh, Faye Crossing. Uh, they've been sort of left in that freighter as um, people are trying to figure out, and by people I do mean the console, where to physically put them. They've just been sort of left on there. Um, your father, uh, Rain, seems to have um, escaped. I do want to at some point check in with the council and make sure that the prisoners that are on that freighter are, have enough resources to at least live comfortably. Not too comfortably, you know, they're prisoners and all, but I mean, and like just make sure that they're not just like squished into this freighter. Um, and I, I hate to say this, but I think maybe it might be worth it to get Hestia's take on all this. Affirmative. Yeah. Is there... We haven't checked in with her in a long time. Word on Sloan and Councilwoman Zelda? Uh, that's the other matter. Um, as far as my intel goes, uh, they haven't left Dungeon 1. And we haven't been able to communicate with them? Uh, communication with Dungeon 1 is spotty at best. Uh, uh, risking interference from you-know-who. I haven't attempted communication, but I can. Not yet. We should rest before we take any action. Shall I open a comm line to Hestia? Not yet. We should <laughs> We rest. should sleep before we talk to her. <laughs> She's going to say something I'm mean. Like, I'm like one mean comment away from having a breakdown. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's going to open up and be like, what's up, losers? Yeah. I'm too fragile for that at the moment. Yeah. Can't handle it. Uh, sure. Okay. Can I give the crew a heading? Or... They... Yeah, we're... I, my thought was that we were going to go back to Fake Crossing, but I guess if we're going to need to go... We got to get out of here. Um, yeah, so... Okay, so this is what I'm thinking. So, the is the Zodean Abyss drastically in the opposite direction of Fake Crossing, or is it really... Like, can we kind of head similarly in that direction? Uh, no. The Zodian Abyss is uh, actually back in the direction of the human system. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, because my thinking about the whole situation with the the fleet and re- rescuing Cass, if Cass is out there, um, is I don't think we'd be able to approach that situation in the same way that we've been approaching the others. We might have to, like, sort of stealth our way through um, and get as close as possible to Artemis. It seems like more of the the priorities are, there, there are more priorities in that situation than in some of the others with the Sphere of Annihilation and with Cass being out there. We should go to Fae Crossing to sort of we'll need to get another get ship. some more support. We'll need to get a small, another clipper if we're going to go on a stealth mission. And maybe they might be able to offer us some more resources to approach that mission. Um, But it might be a good recharge to go back to the council, um, reconnect with them, set up a new plan, and then tackle that mission head on. And then from there... I hate to say this, but we'll figure out. I'm I'm sure just the way that life has been going lately, I'm sure we'll figure out what happened to my dad sneaking around. I'm sure he'll pop up in our lives again soon, but I don't think we have enough information to 
tackle that mission just yet. Yeah, and if we're going to the Abyss and confronting them, honestly, I wouldn't mind showing up with a bit of a fleet of our own. If we're mm-hmm. looking for a heading for that frigate full of prisoners, well, maybe we can extend the offer to them to fight with us. Yeah. And we have, right, we have some of Meteor's crew as well who's looking for someone to beat the shit out of. True. So, you know, maybe we, we can let him, you know, take out some of his aggression uh, on the fleet. Then to fake crossing. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, then you begin heading towards the fake crossing. This is probably going to be a, a, a long voyage. Um, and it would make sense to stop in the hard system first. The first thing that you would be doing is depositing the gobbler at uh, the stone, uh, which you uh, don't really have to be a part of, but that is probably where Shale will part ways with your team. Hmm. Um, so we'll say that you have a couple of days of travel uh, between you and the hard system. Do you do anything within that time? Yeah. When we, I don't know about what I want to do during that time, but when we do sort of like, say goodbye to Shale and and to uh, the Gobbler and stuff and like sort of hand that back over to the dwarves. I wouldn't mind trying to, I don't want to say like have a photo op, but I think it might be nice to glad, glad hand a little bit and have a little pomp and circumstance behind it to sort of yeah, get Tanya reinforce our relationship with the dwarves. Yeah. Oh yeah, Tanya's we can all do a little, P, do a little PR. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, in in fact, uh, let's have you roll. So we'll say that you all have rested. Go ahead and recharge your character sheets. Yay. Um, Sweet. Uh, Xander, why don't you roll me performance just to see, like, kind of how this coverage goes. And okay. uh, we'll say Tanya's helping you, so roll with advantage. Oh, sweet. Nice. Okay. Uh, performance, you said? Mm-hmm. That's a dirty 20. Yeah, the coverage is pretty excellent. Um, while you all have been gone, the sort of heart press package has been circulating the void. <laughs> um, just sort of like the image of heart, like sort of dismantling that uh, um, uh, Warforged mm. uh, back in that greenhouse. Uh, that has been going around. Some of the little interviews you've been doing on the ship and things like that. Uh, but... You sort of handing off the uh, gobbler is huge news, um, huge victory for your side. You get pictures of you and Meteor sort of shaking hands. Um, We have pictures of, like, the crew reuniting with their families on the stone. Um, I think even if you want to go through this, you and your crew will, like, spend some, not a significant amount of time on the stone, but at least, like, a night just, like, sort of there. Um, stone is, uh, like its name, just a big rocky kind of planet. There's all the water is sort of in underground lakes. Most of the planet's surface is just like kind of craggy and, um, uh, stony, uh, you know, and, and there's like a bit of a celebration, I think, in the handoff of the, uh, gobbler and, um, all the coverage and press stuff kind of goes well. Um, and you guys are sort of sitting in the uh, Dwarven Kingdom is sort of like your traditional kind of fantasy kingdom with like castles and things like that. So you guys are sort of in a courtyard sort of party with members of the Gobblers and their families and uh, you and your companions are all sitting at like a table together. 
that sounds really nice. <laughs> Isn't this nice, y'all? Yeah. Oh, it is really, it's so nice to just be at a meal <laughs> with our friends. I think yeah. it's perfect. I want, I want to drink one of them under the table. Uh, who are you challenging? Uh, the biggest, meanest looking one. Uh, so that is would be, uh, oh, you're trying to drink one of the dwarves under the table? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll say, like, uh, the head of uh, the security detail. A very, like, sort of okay. um, stocky dwarf. Yeah. Uh, roll, let's call this a... I don't know. I guess uh, we'll roll competing constitution saves and the lowest one loses. How about that? Okay, deal. <laughs> Damn, they did pretty good. Let me tell you. I did okay. I got a 19. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. Uh, they got a 24. Uh, <laughs> nice. You, Rain, you are shit-faced at this part. <laughs> You're absolutely obliterated. Um, and, like, I don't know. I don't know what Rain's like when uh, Rain is drunk, but it is... I get really flushed, so my face is, like, completely red. <laughs> and um, at this point, I just challenging everyone to an arm wrestling competition and everyone's just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, we'll do our best to keep Rain off camera. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think like as Rain is like sort of like gallivanting around the courtyard, like challenging people, Heart is following behind just like shaking their head like do not engage. Do not engage. I'm like, no, I'm a woman of the people. <laughs> Yeah, um, Xander, you get to, like, kind of walk the uh, ramparts of this castle with Shale. And Shale, like, sort of is pointing out different geological features to you. In a way that sounds like more like he's talking about his family, right? He's talking about kind of the different fissures and geological movements that have created these things. And, like, where his kind comes from and the magma of the earth. And uh, he says, uh, it's basically like erosion, like... I can last for a long time, but the elements will wear me down to nothing if I don't recharge. So, that's why. Where, where do you think you want to rest? I don't know. I always thought it'd be kind of cool to be a volcano. Mm. Or at least that does sound really cool. <laughs> but You're certainly hot enough. <laughs> nice. I don't know. Maybe just like a plain old rock for a while, just somewhere deep within the crust, just like chilling in the pressure. It's not going to be forever, but time passes differently when you're fused with the planes. So I guess what I'm saying is if you ever want to visit me, I'm here. And the earth always knows. So don't think I can't hear you. Well, first chance I get, I'll set foot in your presence again. I'd really like that. Santa, I think you're amazing. The things that you've been able to do. I mean, when we started out, we were doing drugs in the bathroom of a club, <laughs> and now you're a council member. Yeah, I don't know if I would win any elections, uh... Outright, in all fairness, but I certainly have talked my way into a position of power. Either way, you know you've got my vote. You've had a lot of influence on me, and I know that myself and Heart and Rain, we couldn't have gotten this far without you. You're really, really important to me, and 
I'll never forget you. You have changed my life and made me a better gift. Here. Um, you see, uh, Shell sort of reaches kind of like within himself and pulls out this like glowing purple crystal and like um, sort of holds it out to you. What, what is this? Just a piece of me. One of my favorite parts. I'll cherish it. And here, and I take my hat. It's got all kinds of little like bits and baubles and like pieces of like scraps of shiny metal and like little precious stones and stuff. And I'll, I'll pull out one that's like an emerald green, uh, not super clean cut, sort of rough and sharp. Uh, I want you to have this. It's not a part of me, but it's been with me. And I don't know, maybe you can keep it with you in some way. Um, yeah, he takes it, and uh, it's a stone, so it's sort of like he holds it to his heart, and it just sort of, like, f- folds inside of him. And he says, um, I'll miss you, Xander Rednecks. I'll miss you too, Shale. Uh, you all depart from the hard system. Uh, we see Shale sort of walking out into a stony valley and just sort of f- disappear into one of the frequent stan- sandstorms that whip through the stone as you all make your way towards Fay Crossing. Um, this route to the Fay, to our hard system of Fay Crossing is much shorter. Do you do anything else on your ship with your people before you get there? I do want to talk to Rain and Xandar. About, sure, yeah. Uh, about, I just want to talk to them. Can we hang out? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I want to, um, just the two of them, I think in like the captain's quarters and Hart and Maeve want to propose, I think like sitting across from Hart says, um, I want to know about the possibility of a long-term project with me. I want to know if it's possible to, if we are able to find Antithesis, if we need a place to put him so that he can be destroyed. I want to know if we can rewire me. So you want to know if there's a way that we can store Antithesis safely within you? I want to know if there's a way for us to store antithesis within me so that it can be destroyed. But then to also back you up in some way to some other kind of physical form, right? If possible. I am concerned most about losing the ability to cleanse systems, but I do believe that that is something that can be taught, if not transferred. I think, like, rain is, like, you're really not emotional about this conversation. Yeah. Like, there's like a weird like fascination with the idea of totally. it. Totally. Randall, why don't you roll... Technically speaking? Investigation. Just on, uh, or Arcana, how plausible this is. Okay. I'm going to roll investigation. Unless you're saying I have to do it. No, no, no. Either. Okay. I got a 21. Yeah. I mean, you think it's 
plausible. It, it, it could definitely happen, uh, but I think with a 21, you're relatively sure doing something like that to Hart would likely eradicate Hart. Um, but there is some merit to putting your enemy into a physical body that you could do something with. Um, you would just need to make sure like you are getting as close to like sort of the source of antithesis as you can. Otherwise, it's just a copy and antithesis is able to copy himself sort of as much as he'd like. Mm. Um, so if you were able to do this, yeah, you would sort of be able to like kind of trap antithesis into one single location, uh, but you would likely lose heart in the process. I like slowly walk up to heart and I put my hand on their shoulder, the right shoulder. Mm -hmm. I lean down a little so you can. And I, I say very sincerely, I say, um, love is data. And I'm like looking really intently into heart's eyes but then the tone shifts a little bit. It's like, love is data. And I, I'm now I'm like, now I'm like looking at the, like the part of heart that, um, might, might exude the most of thesis. Mm. And I'm like, holy shit. Oh my God. I just had an idea. Is everything... I don't think we need to... Heart, I don't think we need to do anything to necessarily, like, put you in danger. I think maybe something that we should focus on is 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 not how to use you, Heart, but how can we... How can we access the power of thesis? How can we use the power of thesis to create a, 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 a sort of container, a digital container to destroy antithesis within. I don't think we fully explored the potential of all of this data that you have available somewhere deep inside. And I'm like, tong, 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 <laughs> right in your heart. <laughs> I don't, we haven't even really explored this opportunity. We, you, you probably have this unfathomable, unfathomable amount of data and power within you that, that could s- s- completely surmount the power of antithesis I admire the your willingness to put your body on the line and your and your life on the line but I haven't really thought about this before I think we could really dig in deep and if we work together we could create some sort of tech or software or or, or something um, to 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 work in conjunction with the power of thesis to destroy antithesis and this is this is really important for Rain too, because like I think before Rain used to be really freaked out by the idea idea of both antithesis and thesis, but like because Rain is associating uh, thesis with heart now, mm-hmm. there's like a sort of um, I think I think I'm finally coming to terms with I say this to the group I think I'm finally coming coming to the terms with the fact that we can use this power for good we have this power on our side and and I, I don't think we've even gotten remotely close to what we can do with this power. Does anything stir within me at this thought? I don't know. Roll a wisdom saving throw. All right. Uh, wisdom? 14. 
Yeah, you like a, a rain is sort of like going on, right? <laughs> kind of yeah. like about this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then like you kind of like turn like one of your eyes, like sort of like turns a little bit, and you see just out of the corner, you see like kind of Cobalt kind of lying on the ground, and you like sort of like like like, like sort of like close your eyes again, yeah. and you open and you see um the body like kind of turns into the smoldering corpse of um uh, uh, Doctor Krell. And then you like again, like are just like cycling kind of through your vision, just like what what's happening. And then you uh, remember sort of standing in front of that door and that voice that you heard, um, that uh, said that it was um a part of you, and said that it was going to like sort of be, uh, inside of you, but also too much for you, and it was going to overwhelm you, and you were going to lose yourself. But um, it was necessary. Uh, you know that both of these forces, antithesis and thesis, uh, kind of exists in harmony with each other. They are both like kind of just as powerful as the other. Uh, one of them is just more currently. Hmm. Um. Okay. I think that I think that that heart, the way that heart understands this, is that there may be no way in which they <laughs> survive the process eventually like like i think that they are um sort of like aware of that and and okay with it um uh but i do think that they are heartened by the idea of making more of thesis as opposed to less of antithesis mm um, uh, Jules, I have a question. Did my mom, Lucina, she worked with the AI Confluence during the time that Thesis was, uh, or Antithesis, whatever, was, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm brain farting right now on the, the measures that were in, enacted by the AI Confluence to lock down Antithesis. Was your mom you working on it? Yeah, was she a part of the AI confluence when that whole thing went down where Thesis created all the Void Forge and then, like, they had to, like, put AI oh, restrictions Oh, not in directly. Place? No, no. Yeah. Okay. But she, but she, she, she was, like, like, not a part of it, but, like, she was alive and well and, like, Yeah, definitely, like, definitely. Um, she's always sort down. of existed more, um, and you're talking about your stepmom, right? Yeah, my Yeah, step-mom. she sort of more existed on the academic side of things rather than, like, actually, like, mm-hmm. working on the confluence or things like that. So she has, like, connections there. She's, like, a, I don't know, like, maybe a member of the board or something like that. Um, but she's not, like, okay. you know, in there doing the actual work. Yeah. I think that's actually perfect because, and I proposed this to the group, um, maybe when we go back to Fake Crossing, we can talk with my mom and we might be able to do a little bit more research to see... Um, where uh, the source of this power could be stored, not just in you, Heart, but just like how it can exist, technically speaking. Um, and we might be able to figure out some sort of solution um, so that you don't have to sacrifice your life. Affirmative. I think we should explore all options. It was just a last resort. Um, you all come within sight. Uh, this is like a few days later now. Um, is there anything else? Anything else that you want to do on this ship? Mm-mm. Okay. 
Okay. You all come in the inside mm-hmm. of Vague Crossing. Uh, you see there is, in fact, um, a large, uh, a couple actually large freighters just sort of parked outside of Vague, <laughs> Vague Crossing. Um, they're, they're similar to the ones that you once lived on, Ahart, just like these large storage containers just sort of floating out in space. Um, and as you sort of taxi and dock in, you are given clearance to kind of go to like the more executive docks um, down where like Hestia's lab is and things like that and more direct access to the council. Um, you see like people kind of lined up on the docks protesting the uh, freighters being parked there. Um, you see like sort of more of the anti-Geth sentiments. Um, you also see a lot of like anti-council sort of sentiments. Like people saying like, this is the council's fall, like down with the council, things like that. Um, just seems like uh, Fake Crossing has started to fall, continued to fall into civil unrest. Um, but you park down on Hestia's private dock uh, where the Star Corsair was parked earlier. And um, she is there to uh, greet you. Hello. We're What's back. What's up, Hestia? <laughs> we made it. Hey. Bet you never thought you'd see us again, huh? What are you doing here? We Regrouping? Oh, I wasn't aware that we could have vacations while we are in the middle of a universal conflict. It's good to see you too. We have a lot to discuss. I'm sure you do. Very well. Let's discuss it. Great, let's go. And I'm like still a little high, but like off that idea. So I'm like grabbing everyone's hands. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, where are you trying to have this conversation? In her office. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she will. Uh, okay, so so I think what you kind of pick up on is Hestia is a little bit more on lockdown than she was before. Um, it seems like Hestia sort of isn't leaving this kind of dock area where her lab is set up. Um, so she just kind of takes you back into her lab um, mm-hmm. rather than like up where the council usually sits. And she's like, foolishness. It seems a whole tree has fallen into disarray over a few ships filled with convicts, which I recall advising not to bring here. We may have a plan for that. If oh. the prisoners are amenable. I'm so looking forward to another one of your plans. I love how they turn out. This one seemed to turn out well. Well enough. And then I think I just yeah. want to tell Hestia about our interaction with Antithesis on the Gobbler. Mm. Mm. Um, just like letting her know what happened and, and what he said to us. Um, and... I, yeah, I think I, I I deliver that report. And I think I tell her about Planet Mimic and like the, the sort of like mind altering effects that it had on us because I just, and the things that I know about Hestia are like, she's weird and she likes brain stuff and um, mm-hmm. her boyfriend is a mind flayer. Yes. Securing the gobbler and clearing it of infection is certainly not unideal. So, I suppose, um, congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. 
As for the entity you've discovered, I'd like to research that more. It could be quite ins- quite useful. Quite useful indeed. You say it was used as a prison. We think. Yeah. Perhaps there's a solution for a problem right there. Can we show Hestia the book we recovered? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is quite interesting. Dude. I should need some time to go through this. But this is a good find. Yes. How long has that thing been out there? Hmm. According to its account, time immeasurable. I, I think we might be able to weaponize our knowledge of it and allegiance with it. Oh, how your tune has changed, Mr. Radnex. <laughs> I'm here for a fight. I thought we all were. Oh, I am here for a fight. I had begun to question your stomach for it. Well, I've seen a lot of things, and I think I'm rising to the occasion. Do you know that the orb may have fallen into the enemy's hands? Antithesis has the orb. Well, we believe that Artemis has it. They insinuated that they recovered an object while... What is an Artemis? Brain? Well... Artemis is a, a, a rogue hacker that uh, doesn't seem to be allied with, you know, Al in any way, but um, wants us to meet at a coordinate that is in directly in the middle of this fleet by the Zodan Gate. Or Zodan Abyss. Yeah, there's a huge fleet right in front of the Zodan Abyss. You mean the Renegade fleet. Is this, this is an orc complication. The orcs have the sphere. Affirmative. Well then. Mm-hmm. Oh. Shit. How good it feels <laughs> to be right again. So now. Yeah. We are fighting on yet another front. Surely the Yorks will see as an opportunity like that to um, have their revenge. Perhaps Fae Crossing itself is their target. Very good. Hmm. We didn't do that. No. But you're talking to me instead of recovering it. Well, I suppose that's our heading then. I suppose you're right. The orcs should have been dealt with. This isn't your fault. But you can certainly blame your ancestors for not listening to me when they had the chance. I do not have ancestors. I suppose you don't. Is that all? There is, I'm sure you've seen the news, the matter of the gift that smuggled themselves aboard the gobbler and then escaped in an escape pod with some kind of object. I assumed that was a bit of fiction. I assure you it was true. Well, yet another complication. I would like it if you brought me more solutions. Well, we would like it if you used your wisdom to support us a little better. Oh, have you found my support lacking? 
Indeed we have. And what can I... In fact, I've found it rather cold and callous. She rises. And how can I support you better, counselor? By working together, by not bringing your antiquated ideas of divisiveness among the void to the table? (laughs) It is those antiquated ideas that kept the void safe while I was in control of it. Well, there must I think be, that you may have... There must be a hierarchy of things. Otherwise, we will fall to chaos as we have. I think you should start getting a little more comfortable with the idea that you may be disqualified from assigning yourself anywhere near the top of that hierarchy. So says the Gith Counselor. I never thought I'd see a day. I believe this meeting is over. Please rest, recuperate, say hello to your friends and family. Enjoy them while you can. Affirmative. We will. I'll start working on this. As she sort of puts a hand on the book. And we'll recruit a fleet. And we'll head to the Zodayan Abyss. Oh. And I wish you best of luck with that. Your support is appreciated. Um, you all head out of Hestia's now. Wait, really, really quickly, like, as, really quickly, as we leave, I'm like, oh, shit. I, like, sneak back in. I'm like, uh, knock, knock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, really awkward there, right? Uh, anyway, um, Hestia, you were talking about supporting us. I was curious if maybe you'd give me access to any sort of research materials you have about, I don't know, the power of thesis, antithesis, uh, any sort of materials you have available in your library um, so I could look into that. Well, I should not like to be accused of withholding support again. I shall give you full access to my research. Sweet. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. No, th- thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to say it more emphatically. Miss Hallwinter. Yes. Get the fuck out of my office. Yeah, right. Cool. Thanks. Uh, so th- what was the password again? Just really quick. Um, She uh, goes back to work. <laughs> okay. okay, cool. I'll figure it out. I'm good at that. I'm good at that. Don't worry about it. All right. Well, see you later. All right. You sure you don't need bye. anything? Like a sprite or something? Xander <laughs> physically pulls Rain out of the office. <laughs> you all head up the tree to maybe reconnect with some old friends. So you're back in Fay Crossing. Uh, you see more um, withering to the tree. You see more protests, more signs of fights and and uh, um, unrest. Uh, but you are, for the moment, back home. And that's where we'll leave you. Ooh. Yeah. This is getting Every good. Every time I have to talk to Hestia, yeah. I just clench my butthole. I get so stressed out. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> <sighs> I 
I was among your more successful yeah. conversations with Hestia. So. That is true. <laughs> We're surprising. slowly but surely chipping away. Just, yeah. <laughs> just, just, had, yeah. just had to uh, break down that mommy complex a little bit first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're not the easy target yeah. that you used to be, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, uh, if people want to talk to us about their mommy complex, B, where can they find us? <laughs> Please talk to us about your mommy complex on the internet. Uh, you can find us on social media at the pod has been cast on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Patreon, and our website dot com. And you can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at the PHB cast. Our website dot com. Our website dot com. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Uh, are there any mommies floating out there in the void we need to be saying? Oh, thank you, mommy. To Carlos. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one's kind of a little weird oh, one. Well, because I want to say. He doesn't run these bias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, just so you all know. We're hearing this for the first time. Okay, hear okay. me out. Hear me out. This one is a special thank you to all the. We've been getting a lot of new listeners mm-hmm. lately, but they're not going to hear this thank you until like 83 episodes later. <laughs> right. So, like, they won't be new listeners anymore. They'll be old timey mommy listeners. So, um, uh, you know, if, if you see someone listening to uh, the first couple episodes of The Pot Has Been Cast, just tell them thank you for me from the future. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't weird. Yeah, that was way less weird than I thought it was going to be. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the opinions expressed by Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Honestly, weird. Fair. Oh! Oh! oh. oh. Pedrons! We see the mommy patron, the patron mother of all patriots. We see milk and honey flowing freely from her teat. As we gather <laughs> to suckle, um, <laughs> I'm upset. Gather, None of this is run by us. <laughs> we, <yeah. laughs> we agreed earlier that the ending sessions would all be our own. Um, we all gather to suckle, and as we suckle the sweet, sweet milk, <laughs> we say thank you in our minds to Emily B, <laughs> Luca, Eric Payne. Desmond Universe, Warren Daly, Jonathan Yatsky, Arlo Howard, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Matt Hunter, Platinum Sky Lounge member, Sam Weisman Haller, <laughs> Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimbal, Time Turner, Aaron Sillick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S., Rhea Strong, Nick Bromley, and my big brother Juan. Thank you. Drink freely off this teat, <laughs> Patreons. Drink. Actually, don't drink freely. Drink Drink through your subscriptions. Hey, if you want to get any of this teat, you hop on over to <laughs> patreon.com. And we'll get you fed. There's plenty of udders for you to get your, your sweet little lips on, but not, not without paying the piper, baby. Baby. Uh, that's... I'm bailing. I'm bailing. Uh, there's only one place where you can get free breast milk without having to pay, and that's Robert's Corner. Uh, I want to offer a recommendation. Earlier this week, I did a restorative yoga class. Um, and I think I just want to say, like, yoga doesn't necessarily always have to be like a workout. Uh, this class that I went to was a lot more like a stretchy nap than it was yes. like exercise. Oh, yeah. So if you can find a restorative yoga class and that sounds uh, nice to you, um, go for it because I felt 
very restored, both mentally and physically. Aw. Damn, we love that for you, baby. Nice. Oh, yeah. Hey. Hey. Go out there and restore yourself every moment. Yeah. Yeah. Now get the fuck out of my house. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.